2020 has been quite the year. Last December, when I sat down with my power sheets to plan for the new year and set my goals, I had absolutely no idea what was to come. Obviously, none of us did. But I thought it would be fun to go through my 2020 goals with you and how they've changed over the course of the year. I've got my power sheets right here in front of me and I'm actually going to read you some of the things that I wrote down during my prep work last year. Oh, and if you don't know what power sheets are, they're an intentional goal planner. Not a typical planner, but one that will help you determine what your goals are and how to actually get from where you are to where you want to be. They've been transformative for me in the last few years of using them and the 2021 power sheets go on sale October 14th which is tomorrow if you're listening to this live. I've linked to them in the show notes for this episode so that you can check them out for yourself. For now, here's what I'll be sharing with you today. What life was like for me when I set my 2020 goals originally, a peek into my power sheets prep work from last year, what goals I originally set, and then how they changed and evolved throughout the year. I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing things like fears I had, exact numbers for my business, and more. And I'd love to hear from you about how you like this episode. But for now, let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Simple podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. 2020 has been a year, am I right? And I bet that there are a lot of you out there that are feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and discontent with your goals for the year. Maybe you set goals last year and nothing went as planned and you've just kind of given up. But I want to encourage you that we still have two and a half months left in 2020 and maybe you won't hit the goals that you set for yourself, but you can at least still work towards them and make progress, right? And that's what we really want to do is make some progress. So I thought it'd be really fun to 
hop on today and just share what I set as my 2020 goals and then share where I'm at and how things have changed over this year because my goals have definitely changed throughout this year. So first things first, let's set the scene. It's December 2019. I have just returned from an amazing conference where some massive changes had been put into motion, not not only in my business, but also in my life. We've just moved into our new home. I'm hosting a completely different podcast than this one called the Live Organized, Live Simple podcast. My business is all about teaching women how to be less overwhelmed through simplicity, which sounds familiar, right? But what I was really focused on was non-business owners, moms, and I really was trying to help women create capsule wardrobes as a starting step into simplicity and less overwhelm. I'm not really sharing about business or about time management much at all at this point, and I've got an entirely different audience. And also at this point, my business is making almost no money. Seriously, I made $1,800. Eighty-five dollars and sixteen cents in two thousand nineteen. So it's the end of two thousand nineteen, December two thousand nineteen, and I pretty much have no hope that I'm making much money in my business for the second year in a row. I pull open my twenty twenty power sheets. I'm excited to cultivate a new year. I'm also really trepidatious. Is that a word? (laughs) I don't know. I've got a lot of trepidation as I'm setting goals because I've done this multiple times. And quite frankly, one of my biggest goals at this point is to create a thriving and successful business. And I have not been able to do that in two years. So that's where I'm at. That's kind of the scene of where I was when I was creating my goals for 2009 or for 2020 when I was creating my goals in 2019 for 2020. So the very first thing you do in PowerSheets prep work, which if you skip the introduction, PowerSheets are just, it's a goal planner. It's not a planner planner, but they walk you through setting really strong goals and then how to break them down into actionable steps. So I really love PowerSheets. I've used them since 2017, I believe. Maybe 2018 though. I'm not I'm not quite sure, but I've used them for many years. I love them. My life is drastically different from where I was when I first started using them to where I am now. And a lot of that just comes from being more intentional, which the goal planner makes me do. So the very first thing you do in the PowerSheets prep work is to write down your goal ideas. It's the very first page after you write your name and the date. And it's just a place to brain dump and brainstorm whatever has been floating around in your mind already. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly, especially towards this part of the year, really, I'm already thinking, what would be a good goal for next year? What do I want to accomplish next year? I've got a running list already because I don't have my new power sheets quite yet, but I've got a running list in my journal right now of 2021 goals that I might want to accomplish. So that's what this page is for. It's just a page to brand up all of those thoughts. And I want to read to you what I wrote. Very first thing, five figure year for Live Organized, Live Simple, which again, doesn't really exist anymore, but I wanted a five figure year. I wanted to prioritize my health and show glaucoma who's boss because I had just been diagnosed with glaucoma when I was doing this. I wanted to dive deeper into the Bible. I wanted to travel with Russell. We had planned to go to Washington and D.C. and Disney World maybe. Actually, I don't think we'd planned to go to Disney World. I just wanted to go to Disney World, (laughs) of course. Um, 50,000 podcast downloads. Get a paid speaking engagement. Make this home our own because remember we had just moved in. And it needed a lot of updating. Contentment. Spend time with family. Enjoy the South. Get outside because we had just moved back to the South. And celebration. So those were all the things I wrote down for my goal ideas, which 
it's so fun to look back on those and just see where I was last year and where I wanted to be and where I am now. And then you work through some more prep pages that kind of go through where you are currently, what you're feeling, lies you're telling yourself, who you really are, etc. And then there's a page titled, I'm moving past fear. And I just want to read you a little bit of what I wrote there too, because I think, again, it really sets the scene for where where I was at and what I was feeling. And I think that a lot of you might be feeling some of these things, and I don't want you to feel like you're the only one feeling them. So it says, I fear blank. And I wrote, I fear not hitting five figures this year with the business because blank, because I'm scared to let Russell down. I'm scared to not contribute. And I'm scared for this business that I love to be seen as a joke. And then there's another space. I fear speaking and coaching one-to-one because I don't feel ready with quotations around it. I just want you guys to know that if you're feeling those things, it's not just you. You're not the only one feeling them. And I felt a lot of fear when I was setting my goals for 2020. I was scared. I was unsure about what was going to happen with this business because at this point, I mean, honestly, Russell and I had conversations about, you know, after a couple years, if it's not working, I've got to go back to teaching because it's just what had to happen. And so that's, that's where I was when I was writing all of this. And then there's a bunch more prep work that you walk through because this power sheet's Goal Planner has a ton of prep work to really get you to the bottom of why you're creating goals so that you're creating purposeful goals. It makes you really, okay, this is something I'm thinking about, but is it purposeful? Is it necessary? So there's a ton of prep work. And then finally, you get to the goal setting stage. And the first thing you do is you determine your word of the year. And mine for 2020 was celebrate. I've mentioned this a few times on social media at this point, but I chose celebrate. And then there's a box that says why I chose this word. And I wrote, I want to stop always striving for more and the next big goal. Instead, I want to pause more to sit in the now and celebrate God's plans and timing instead of my own striving. And this is something that I battle with daily. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I struggle to just, celebrate and appreciate and be glad for what I have, even though there's so much for me to be grateful for. And when I was at that conference I mentioned earlier last year, one of the speakers made a comment that she was six years into her business and she was just now starting to really celebrate. And I realized in that moment that I didn't want that to be me. I wanted to celebrate every single joy, every single moment, every single win. I wanted to celebrate all of it. So I just celebrate as my word of the year for 2020. And it's so ironic now. I mean, for me, I can just see God's plan so clearly in all of that because this year very easily could be and was overwhelming and depressing and hard, right? It 2020 has been a hard year. And if I had not been intentional with my celebrations, I'm not really sure where I would be and what my mindset would look at look like, but it would not be pretty. And that's not to say that I celebrated everything or that I really did this as well as I had hoped I would. But having that in the back of my mind, I think kept me in a a good place mindset wise with everything that happened this year. So just a little side tangent there. But when I went into the goal setting, I decided that 
This year, instead of focusing on the whole year when I set goals, that I was just going to do quarterly goals. Because for some reason, framing them that way makes it more realistic for me. I'm not really sure why that is, but if I look at what I want to accomplish in an entire year, I struggle getting really practical with that. And so I decided to try this year just doing, okay, when I set my goals, I'm just setting them for the first quarter. And actually for 2021, the Power Sheets team, the way they created the 2021 Power Sheets, they're moving towards that format too, which I'm super excited to dive into. But for 2020, I set five big goals and then had some small goals underneath. So my first goal was celebrate civilian life with Russell. I wanted to take vacations. I wanted to practice daily gratitude. I wanted to make this house a home create memory albums, and to just celebrate together more often. My second goal was to celebrate his plans. I wanted to do a deep dive study of the prophets. I wanted to make more time for God during the day. I wanted to meditate on scripture, and I wanted to memorize scripture. Goal number three, celebrate my chance to serve. My quarter one focus was just reach invisibility. That was what I wanted to focus on because I knew that again, I wanted to make five figures. I wanted to have a paid speaking gig, all of these things that I talked about before, but I knew that in order to do that, I need to focus on my audience building. So that was my celebrate my chance to serve goal three, focusing on building my audience. Goal number four was to celebrate my health. I wanted to do cardio five times a week. I wanted to stop eating salt and vinegar chips because I really think I'm addicted to them and it's a problem. I wanted to set up a bar area, as in like B-A-R-R-E, not like alcohol bar. I wanted to get a bike. I wanted to do more puzzles and crosswords. I wanted to get outside more, take lunchtime walks. I wanted to plan a do-nothing day each month to just rest and relax. I wanted better social media boundaries and social media-free weekends. And then goal number five was to celebrate being near loved ones because like I said, we had just moved back home and we hadn't been around family in so long. So I wanted quality time. I wanted Sunday night dinners and I wanted to spend more time with my grandparents. So that was the mind space I was in when I set my goals and those were the goals I set for 2020. And then 2020 became the year of change. Even before coronavirus happened, my business was flying into a completely new direction and I pretty much flipped it upside down. And I won't go into detail right now about all of those decisions and everything that happened because that'll just make this episode super, super long. But maybe in another episode, I'll go into more detail because I think it's important to talk about because it was scary and it was hard. And and now I look back and I can't imagine not doing it, but it was terrifying at the time. But essentially, I made the decision to turn my business into what it is now, right before COVID hit. Like I'm talking February-ish was when I really decided it's time to make a huge change in my business. And then COVID hit. So at that point, I set new goals. And my personal goals stayed more or less the same, honestly. The vacations were out of the question, but I still wanted to get this house in shape and you know if you've listened to any other episode or <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram that that's just going to be forever a major work in progress. But that stayed the same. I still am working through my study of the prophets. I'm trying to take better care of myself, which is also a major work in progress. And I'm trying to navigate quality time with loved ones during the pandemic and what that looks like for us. But for my business goals, I really narrowed in on what I was trying to accomplish this year and not just long-term or superficially. So I set four goals for myself. 
And I actually, I wrote them on a whiteboard in my office so that they are front and center all the time. So the first one is to build a firm foundation. And what I meant by that was that I was going to finish this rebrand. I was going to get everything updated, my website updated, my social media accounts updated, the podcast, the new podcast out, all of that stuff. I wanted to build a firm foundation for my business and really from the start, just make it clear who my audience was, what it was that I was about, and just make everything really simple from the beginning. So that was the first one. The second one was to grow a community. And I didn't really have a vision for how I was going to do that. So I didn't really know, but I knew I wanted to do that. And the third goal was to hit $6,300 in revenue for the year. And then I broke that down into $1,575 a quarter and $525 a month. And remember, in 2019, I made $1,000. So this was a huge leap for me. And the reason I chose this number is not random or anything like that. It sounds really random, but that's just when I worked out, okay, if I'm making this much per hour and I'm working this many hours per week at the preschool here in Aiken, how much would I make in the year? So that number is replacing my income had I been teaching here. I haven't taught here in Aiken because when we moved, I was trying out the full-time thing in the business to see if I could make it work. But had I needed to revert back to teaching preschool, that's what I would be making. So that's where that number comes from. Just in case you're like, what? That's so random. And actually I lied. I only set three goals now that I'm actually reading these off. There are four goals now. So things changed over the year. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Over the year, they evolved a bit because, again, I set those goals pre-coronavirus or at least pre-coronavirus in the United States and it being so real and serious or being taken seriously, I guess I should say. Not that it wasn't serious before we took it serious. So I set those three goals. And then over the year, they've evolved a bit. So I did almost everything for the rebrand, except there were a couple of loose strings. So I've still got on there, finish rebrand, you know, little things like getting my LinkedIn up to speed, getting my Facebook page up to speed, things like that. That's pretty much actually it at this point, but a little, a couple little things there. I also started reading the book Traction, which I hadn't, when I set this goal, hadn't been reading. And that book really is all about foundational pieces. I've recommended it here on the podcast before. If you haven't bought it, go do it because it's so helpful for setting up the foundation of your business. And then I've also invested in Ashlyn Carter's Copywriting for Creatives course. And that's all about brand messaging and brand voice and writing your website copy. And so now I'm going through, even though I just updated my website when I rebranded in May, I'm going through that course now and really nailing down the copy. And so I'm working through that. So those are things that I've kind of added to building a firm foundation. It's changed in my mind what I thought that was going to look like. And so now I've got some things I want to do. So I'm trying to finish those all up. And then the second one, growing a community. I, it is so crazy to me that that was a goal I had, but I had no idea how I was going to accomplish it. But I stuck it up there anyways, because I really felt pulled towards growing a community and now I've got a membership community, the Simplified and Balanced Sisterhood, which I had not planned. I knew I wanted to do some kind of membership community, but I was thinking years down the road. I had no idea that that was going to happen this year. And then it just, it came about as a need and I filled that need. And so it's just crazy to think that when you set goals, sometimes you don't know how they're going to turn out. And then throughout the year, they kind of just evolve and you realize, oh, this is how this fits into my business. It's crazy. So that revenue goal. $6,300. Remember that that was 
what my paycheck would eventually end up being if I was teaching at the preschool instead of running my business. So now I've hit that goal, working towards that being my actual paycheck for the year. So that's what I'm bringing home, not just what the business is bringing in, but what I bring home to our personal bank accounts. So that one's changed majorly. And then I added the fourth goal, which was to launch my content batching bootcamp course, which I've now launched twice this year. And I'm working on setting it up as more of an evergreen kind of funnel so that it's open for enrollment at any point. And that's just kind of how my goals have evolved throughout the year. You know, I hit them and then I say, okay, what's the next step for this goal? The revenue. I hit that. What's the next step? Well, the next step is for not only for the business to bring that in, but for me to bring that into our bank account. So what do I need to do to hit that? For growing a community, I had no idea what that was going to look like. And then all of a sudden I did because my students asked for more of a community aspect long term. And so, okay, well, how do I fill that? I create a membership with the Simplified and Balanced Sisterhood. I'll be really honest with you and say that I did not use my power sheets as much as I would have liked to this year. I was so burnt out and overwhelmed for a large chunk of the year. Honestly, I kind of just now feel like I came out of a fog fairly recently. But even with not using them consistently, I still have made serious progress on my goals. And I've hit a lot of them. There's a lot that I didn't get done because that always is the case when you're setting goals. You set goals that are loftier than you can actually accomplish. But the progress that I've made is actually kind of insane. And I really could never have done that if I hadn't taken the time to do the prep work, to write out my goals, to think about what my 2020 should look like, even though it didn't go as planned. I'm just so thankful for my power sheets for helping me be intentional with what I want out of life and where I want to go and how do I get there? How do I connect where I am now with where I want to be? And there's still three months left in 2020. That's the craziest part. Two and a half, I guess, by the time this airs. But as I'm recording this, there are still three months left in 2020. There's so much time for me to make even more progress. So I just want to really encourage you that if you've given up on your goals for 2020, pull them back out. No, you may not be able to achieve what you set out to do, but you can make serious progress. And that's really all that matters. We're never going to reach our ideal perfectionistic view of ourselves, but we can always make progress and get closer and closer. So I want to really encourage you. If you are someone who is like, okay, I need to get my hands on some power sheets. How do I do that? Where do I find them? Go ahead and head to the link in my bio and there's a link that'll send you right to their website. So that you can grab your own because the 2021 power sheets are on sale already and the colors are beautiful for the covers. And like I said, they've changed things inside a bit too. So I'm really excited to get my hands on them and really dig in for 2021 and set those goals. But also just keep working on those 2020 goals, friend. I really encourage you to do that. So this week's book recommendation is really silly, but it's Midnight Sun by... Oh gosh, I forgot her name. Stephanie Myers. The Twilight. It's Twilight. It's the new Twilight book. Um, I, I'm going to be really honest. I read Twilight in high school. Wasn't super impressed with it back then. I liked the first book and the fourth book, but I thought the two in the middle were kind of icky and I never reread them. I wasn't, you know, I didn't care about the movies. I wasn't a, a Twihard fan or whatever they call themselves, but I started rereading them because I still had the first book. I, I owned the first book, but I didn't own any of the others. I owned the first book, and when we were living in Washington, which is where it's based, I reread the 
first book and then I borrowed the other three. And I don't know if living there made me fall in love with the books or I just finally realized that I wasn't too cool to like them. I don't really know. But I love them. I love Twilight. But I devoured Midnight Sun. And I'm going to be totally honest. I would read all four books in all the main characters' perspective. Like if Stephanie Meyer wrote all of them in Edward's perspective and wrote all of them in Jacob's perspective and wrote all of them in Alice's perspective, like all of them. I would, I would, I would give her all my money. So (laughs) if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend that you go read Midnight Sun because it's really good. It is a lot longer than the first one though, because Edward just, he's got a lot of thoughts. And then your action step is to go snag your own power sheets for 2021 because They are so helpful for setting strong goals. And until next time, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time. Thank you.